Hi everyone, it is 10.49pm on a Thursday evening. I'm in my patio and all the houses are actually dark, like no one has their backlight on. I think only one or two houses has their front light, so everything's kind of quiet and I feel like everyone can hear me. Well, not everyone, but if anyone is outside, they can. So I'm speaking as lowly as possible. I know I haven't posted a podcast episode in what feels like forever, and I know the audio quality is different with this one. And I'm sure you can also tell that this is not edited, which is not what I usually do. But I really wanted to make my podcast more casual for the past four episodes. I have been really... um, trying to make things sound very professional or as professional and refined as I could possibly make it and I realized that that is not sustainable for me I think like a friend of mine raised a good point she said you know the beauty of podcasts is that they're unedited they're candid they're raw they're real you know they include all those extra details that you wouldn't normally include in like a YouTube video that's supposed to be you know effective and quick and even though some people do make vlogs that are lengthy you could tell that there's a lot of things that are edited out so yeah i i really hope you all are doing well again it's been a while i've i I want to keep podcasting it's not that i grew out of the phase again i just wanted to say that make that clear it's just I'm trying to figure out how to fit everything into my schedule and also I've been working on something new that maybe when I release this episode you would have already seen or you will see after you listen. So it really depends. I have been doing pretty well. Spring break ended, which kind of sucks, but I'm not too bothered by the fact that it's ended. I am very motivated by the fact that school is ending in a month, basically a month and a week, and that's what's keeping me going. Also, hold on, let me get my my puppy Poe. He's not a puppy anymore, but I still like to call him that. If you hear any noises, that's because I'm trying to open and close doors. Hold on. I really, really wanted this to sound, I guess, kind of like me actually talking to you. So it's like you're listening to a voice message. I wanted to talk about mental health and fitness today. And I know that's normally, well, not normally. I usually wouldn't talk about this, at least so early in a project that I'm doing, like this podcast. I had originally intended to start talking about mental health and fitness at least like 10 episodes in, but we're here we are on like the fourth episode talking about this. Or maybe, I don't even know what number it is. I got this as a request by someone who is very curious about 
you know, what I have to say about it in my personal experience. And I won't be diving too deep. I'm not going to get too personal. But I will say quite a few things. So, to begin, I wanted to talk about um, physical fitness. Oh man, that one's a doozy. It's Physical fitness for me has always been very hard. I'm not a person that could naturally wake myself up and exercise like every morning. I've always, always admired people who worked out in the mornings. And I thought, you know, those people are so cool. Like, how do they do it? I know, I, I feel like I only see these people on YouTube, but I, I go on YouTube in my free time and I see like this random girl that's like I wake up at 5 30 a.m for a week and it's crazy how like so many people find that interesting because I'm one of those people and I think that waking up at 5 30 in the morning is something I want to accomplish like it's so hard for me to wake up at 8 like I can't imagine waking up at 5 30 I've recently gotten better about waking up But after spring break, that kind of impacted my sleep schedule. And I started waking up at around 11, which is... I hate waking up at 11. I don't know if you all mind this, but I do. When I wake up at 11, it's somehow like worse than waking up at 12. Well, it's not worse, but it's borderline bad. So like 10, 10 is still pretty good. But once the numbers hit 11, I get this feeling in me. And I'm like, why? Why did I let it go this far? Why did I not wake up with the first four to five alarms that I set up? And I get so, so frustrated with myself. And I don't like go on this whole like guilt tripping route with myself. I I don't do that. But it's, it's, I get so bothered. It's like 11 o'clock, like you might as well just throw the whole day away. Um, <laughs> before spring break, I started waking up at 9-ish, and that was the best I could do. But today was just one of those days that I randomly woke up earlier than that because my puppy Poe, he's not a puppy anymore. I think I already said that. Um, I just like to say it because I feel like it's very endearing. Um, he for some reason he never bothers me when i'm asleep and if he sees that i'm asleep he walks away he did not walk away today he kept barking at me until i woke up and i was like yo can can you not please please like i why this early but i ended up waking up and i took him outside and he actually needed to do his business so i'm kind of glad that i did wake up and i actually had a super productive morning all the work that i did for day for today was mainly completed in the morning within the first four hours so i had class i think around 12 30 and so from like when i woke up to when my class began i was just working on a student org thing and I was working on a project and because I worked on the majority of the project at that time I completed it like right now I can tell you that I've 
happily completed my project. However, I do have an exam tomorrow that I am not studied for. And maybe when you're listening to this, it's the day of the exam, so wish me luck. I... So I could say I did have a pretty productive day, except I didn't really do anything for the rest of it, except just finishing the things that I, you know, did in the morning, like the finishing touches. Anyways, back to physical fitness. Oh my god, I went on a tangent again. Who am I? Just kidding. What is a podcast without a tangent? I admire people that wake up at 5.30. I wish I will do it one day, even if it's just for one day. That's my goal right now. Um, I will, and I will work out within the first two hours of waking up. I will do it. I'm the kind of person that needs to eat breakfast before I work out, or else I'll feel like a drained raisin. I don't know why I chose raisin. I just imagined the most wrinkly, edible thing. And I thought of a raisin. I don't really like raisins. Chocolate-covered raisins are good, though. I think. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I, yeah, I have to eat breakfast before I work out. If not, I feel gross. And I have to really make sure I'm hydrated and I ate everything. And then I could work out. And so, that's why I say within the first two hours. Because I can't just... Like, there's some people that I've seen that get up and just go to the gym. And it's like, whoa, like, do you not drink anything? I think some people do bring, like, a protein shake with them. But other than that, I don't think they eat anything. Um, sorry, my dogs are barking from inside the house and I can hear them. I have always struggled with exercise and doing it consistently. Again, spring break really just... Any break that the university gives us or just school, whatever, really screws with my routine that I have at the time. And I just so happen to have a productive routine. And I was exercising literally every single day the week before spring break. (laughs) Spring break really ruined that for me. I would wake up, eat breakfast, work out, or work out after class. And I was doing stuff that I liked and I enjoyed. And it was the first time that I really loved my workout. It didn't feel like I was forcing myself to do something that I didn't like. I was putting myself in a position to sweat and to be sore and to challenge myself. But I was challenging myself with workouts that I enjoyed and predominantly the workouts I was doing were dance workouts and there's this beautiful wonderful channel called Eat Dance Fitness I believe if not if that's not the right name I will be sure to put the correct one in the description of this podcast or either way I'll just include it And I love their workouts. Just so enjoyable. You're moving your body. You're feeling good. And it's pretty dandy. I am now currently not working out. And I have not worked out this whole week. And for the majority of spring break, everything that I was building was just 
toppled toppled is that a word right it is a word i haven't used that word in so long and i don't think i'm starting back from square one i know i've made progress because i've realized what i can do but it's just like oh i have to put that effort back into it i want to continue with my physical fitness journey I don't have any advice that I could really give except if you, you know, I've noticed that when I was working out, it did relieve a lot of mental stress. I felt more awake, even though working out is one of those things that's like the endorphins you receive are very temporary and you have to keep doing it every single day to receive that same amount of energy it's still an amazing feeling and it really boosts your alertness and your um, confidence for the day. I want to keep doing it and I will keep you all updated if you keep asking me for it and yeah that's all I have for the physical fitness thing. There of course it's not that simple for me. There's a lot of mental health and issues that I have associated with my body image of course that's a given I do want to mention that however just in case you're like does this girl not struggle with her body is she is she that confident you know no but I have begun to start I have began I have begun to start loving myself and how I look And acknowledging it and accepting it and choosing to move forward with whatever I want to do with it. You know, just treat it well. And I'm focusing so much on treating my body well over... Well, I mean, of course, to work out, like, you... For the most part, I I think a lot of us want an aesthetic. Like, we want to look better, too, as on top of feeling better. I mean, I'll admit that that is certainly what I want. But I'm trying to prioritize treating my body well. And that goes also for my eating habits. I'm making sure that I eat, even if what I my options are not that diverse and I can only eat, you know, sometimes like I have frozen pizza. Sometimes I think that's my only option. I mean, it's not my only option, but sometimes you have those days where it's like, do you really want to pay for delivery right now, or are you going to eat? Or are you going to eat that frozen pizza in your fridge? You know, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm trying not to shame myself for making those choices and being like, oh, you could have eaten better, you could have done this, because I think that's very negative and it adds a lot of stress onto yourself and I think that's like a healthy habit to have is to not put so much stress on yourself you know working out like I said a lot of us do it for the aesthetic and that's fine I just think you need to strike a balance with prioritizing you know your mental health as well as your physical health ultimately what I believe is the better your mental health, the better your physical health. You know, you won't 
have all these extra stressors, stressors, stress factors, you know, on you and you'll feel more liberated and feel like you have more space to improve and to move and to explore. Going into mental health, I definitely have struggled with that. I I think for me especially, it mental health has been a recent how could I say it? A recent important a a recent hot topic for me. I don't know if hot topic is the appropriate phrase, but it's I'm trying to say it's it's been a big deal in my life. Or at least within the past couple years. My senior year, and I'll admit this, I was struggling really, really badly with my mental health. Looking back on it now, I think a lot of my, you know, feelings associated with senior year, like not liking it as much as my other high school years, comes from what was going on with me. And it definitely impacted my relationships and impacted my performance and impacted my attitude. And I had never experienced something like that to that extent. I was feeling terrible about myself. I felt no motivation to dress up, to do what I consider typical Elaine things. I I would occasionally dress up, certainly. I still had good moments, but... I felt and what it seems like in my head and in my perspective was that I wasn't having a good time, but I didn't know what was wrong. I just noticed that I gained this really strange, insecure feeling, and no matter what I did, no matter who I talked to, it wouldn't go away, and I would find something that would temporarily relieve it. But it would come back and it would bite me in the ass. And it was a terrible feeling. I hated it. And, you know, I went, I don't know how long, I guess nine months without doing anything or more. I think about a year without doing anything. And it started off gradual. And it started off with small signs. And... You know, I would be a little more aggressive in conversation. I would complain, not complain, but I would, you know, I wouldn't say the nicest things. And I was like, what is up with me? Because, you know, I generally consider myself someone that isn't negative, but I felt like I was bringing this negative energy to my life and to people that I loved and I was like whoa what's happening and my friends noticed it and my partner noticed it I love how I'm saying partner it's just such a professional way of saying like boyfriend I love saying it I noticed that it was affecting us but I didn't know what to do about it and I was constantly fishing for something 
I was fishing for either a compliment or reassurance or someone to agree with what I was saying. And I would take that and I would beat it to the ground and I would ride off into the sunset with the fact that someone had agreed with me on something that was true, but it didn't matter. And I know this sounds weird and it sounds so vague. I can't really think of a specific example. Actually, I can. And oh, I, I, I love how I'm like, I'm not going to be candid about my physical health and my thoughts associated with it. But you know what? I, I changed my mind. I will be a little bit more. I felt the most insecure I have ever felt in my life. And I can tell you now that I no longer feel this way at least to that extent. And when I say that extent, I mean, oof, like from a scale of one, zero to 100, I was probably approaching the like 70s, 80s, 90s. I, I definitely think I had my 80s, 90s moments. Right now, I'm kind of like 2030s, sort of, in terms of insecurity and what I'm about to explain to you. For a while, because of how badly I felt about myself and how I looked and how I acted and who I was. I was having like an existential crisis almost. I can't even really put it into words. I felt the need to pin the blame and for my insecurities on other people. For a while, It's really weird because this actually, this whole process and experience for me went through stages. So the first stage was kind of like, oh, you know, I feel insecure about my body because of social media. (laughs) Deadass. I don't know why I just said deadass. Ew. But being honest, deadpan no cap, however you want to say it, I don't even know words anymore, um, I was like, really, really, oh my god, what's that word, I'm forgetting everything, I felt this need to pinpoint, or pin the blame for my insecurities on other people, on society, society, oh my god, I went through this super long society stage where I felt this urge to be like, you know, society is to blame for my insecurities. You know, society, they always put the same looking people on social media, the same looking people get famous. And if you're a loved one listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I know this is, this is exactly what you were complaining about for months, for months, by the way, to people that don't know. I'm like, society um, expects women to do this and society expects women to do that and look this certain way and act a certain way but there's contradictions and there's a lot of hypocrisy and there's a lot of double standards and there's a lot of sexism and while I believe that that certainly exists the way I was discussing this and bringing this up in conversation wasn't productive it wasn't positive it wasn't to generate a new train of thought it wasn't beneficial in other words to either the person I was talking to or myself. A lot of it came from a place of insecurity and self-hatred and this discomfort with who I was. And truth be told, that is so unhealthy. And the thing is, I was at a point after, I don't know, 
how far into this whole thing. I, I could not help myself but do this. I, it was so hard to make myself be quiet. I, I felt so, ugh, like, you know, that feeling of frustration and this, this ugh, anger and, you know, and I really, really did not know what was, where it was coming from. I, for, I, I believe, well, I'm not sure, actually, I can't self-diagnose, I won't do this, I don't, I won't do that, I felt like I was kind of depressed, but deep down, I knew that that wasn't the case, there was something at least going along with these you know, little outbursts and these little episodes of sadness and anger. Like, it wasn't just that if I did have it, I don't think I I did experience depression. And I do not want to toss that term around lightly. But I just knew something was wrong. And so I went through that stage of pinning everything on society. And then I went through that stage of pinning it on my loved ones or pinning it on people we knew like people we used to go to school with and talking about experiences and you know just hammering in this idea that everyone else was to blame for my emotions but myself and again in no way shape or form am I trying to invalidate the idea that you know we have double standards we experience sexism that is 100% true just the way I was talking about it and incorporating this into my life was not healthy by any means there was nothing that came of it I know I didn't do anything beneficial for anyone or anything and so I I I just I can't even explain and it got to a point now another thing that I'll admit that's very personal I had gone on another one of my rants one day and it was less severe than others but it just at that point had happened so many times one of my friends was fed up with it and she was like, Elaine, I love you so much. I care about you, but this is, this has got to stop. This is unhealthy. I feel like we're feeding into this behavior by agreeing with you and I won't have it anymore. This is, I will stop feeding into whatever this is. And she was very honest and I'll admit it did hit me. But after that day, I, I realized I need a change. And it sucks because there were many other occasions where other people, other loved ones had told me, Elaine, you know, you need, to, like, you, like, something's wrong. It's not this. Like, it's not this is true, I'm pretty sure it has to do, something's happening, I don't know what it is, and it wasn't until my friend was really harsh with me that I was able to take that and start thinking. (laughs) It wasn't literally, let me, let me count the months, so I'm gonna go quiet for a little bit, well actually I can just count it, April, May, June, July, It wasn't until five months later that I realized or finally gained the courage to apply for therapy. We're finally here, guys. 
We're getting closer to where I am today. I applied for therapy through this program that my university provided that was free because it was a training program for their graduate students. And, oh my God, I was... (laughs) I I was scared, I'll admit, but my, my friends, I had, I had, oh my god, I keep, like, repeating myself, I had gone on Reddit one day, and I saw that someone posted this link to sign up for this free therapy program, and they said they'll interview you, they'll see if you fit with their graduate program, and see if you'll be a good patient for this, and if you, you know, everything ends up going well, you'll be a patient, they'll treat you. 100% free. And I was like, oh my god. And to me, like, the fact that it was experimental didn't scare me at all because it seemed organized from the get go, you know, just by their application and the fact that it was university led. I was like, okay, okay. And so I had talked to my friends after seeing that, maybe like a week later. And I told him about it because I wasn't sure. And they were like, oh, my God, Elaine, like, you should do it. It's definitely like, what's the worst that could happen? They're going to say no. And then you don't get treatment. Like, you'll just stay where you are. You know, you can't go further back. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So after that conversation, I was back in my own world. I applied And I had expected them to not respond until, I don't know, like maybe a couple weeks. Because I think they made it clear in the application that there was a possibility that there would be a high volume of applicants. But they responded within a few days. And I had an interview, got a couple diagnostics done, and I was diagnosed. Now, I'm not sure if I want to share what I was diagnosed with, but it was something that I had been suspecting for a while. And I can't express how much relief I had when I found out what I was diagnosed with, found out what mental disorder I was experiencing. I was so happy that day because it was a very intensive diagnostic process There were like three different interviews and one of them was like a three-hour session. They're asking you a bunch of questions. And I don't know, just knowing what your issue was. And I don't want to say that, you know, mental illness, you know, is an issue, that it's something that is bad and whatever. I mean, I realize that it can negatively impact your life, but I, I just, I was just so happy that they were going to help me overcome this, I, again, I don't want to say obstacle, just this, this thing that I felt like was holding me back from really being who I want to be, and I've been in therapy for I don't know how long, but I can tell you right off the bat that it has helped me so much and I'm so thankful for everyone involved the people that encouraged me to do it the people that have supported me throughout the people who knew about it 
specifically, I, I just, I, I realize that I'm very privileged to have had this opportunity to undergo therapy in a way that is one, for free, and two, has been a positive experience because I didn't realize this, but there's some people that don't click with the first therapist they come into contact with. But for me, my relationship between our relationship, wait, my relationship with my therapist um, kind of grew like a friendship. I'm not saying I'm like friends with this person, but I'm saying like it was it has been positive throughout they're they're helping me i'm helping them and i just if you're someone who has been considering going to therapy and you've been super hesitant i know not everyone can afford this by the way if you have the money to do it or you know you have insurance go ahead do it it is amazing it'll improve your quality of life and how you feel about yourself and how you see things and just remember that your therapist is there to help you and help you succeed and they are literally there to help you and to make you have a better life you know and they'll And sometimes it'll feel like you're not doing anything, but at the same time, you're doing so much. And I hope if you, if any of you have gone to therapy or you're going to therapy or you plan to, hopefully you understand what I mean. Because for me, it felt like I was doing, I wasn't doing that much, but I I realized I was doing a lot at the same time. I feel like I just said that pardon me but yeah take this as a sign to do it I and it doesn't matter if you have a mental disorder or not um you can just be someone who's stressed out or just wants an outlet and you know that's what therapists are there for they're there to help you and they're there to talk to you and build these constructive habits that benefit you Um, in your life so yeah I feel like this was kind of deeper than I usually talk about and this is definitely out of my comfort zone even though I didn't even go that deep but uh, to that person who wanted me to talk about mental health here you go I didn't realize how common therapy was during quarantine I didn't realize there's so many people that I interact with on a day-to-day basis that are going to therapy. And it's crazy for me to even realize. And I believe it's something that should be destigmatized. And something that I considered before I decided to enter therapy was I want to make this decision not only for me, but for, you know, possibly my kids and their kids. I, I want to set this precedent for people that I know and love that you know therapy is a very valid form of taking care of yourself it's something that doesn't necessarily need to be kept hush hush or you know locked away it is something that should be talked about casually and if you don't want to share it you don't want to talk about it that's fine but I definitely think that there are more 
stigmas to break and to kind of push out of the way. And that is something I considered when doing therapy. It's just like, what do I want to bring to my future family or future friends or, you know, loved ones? Uh, And to my partner that I currently have, you know, this is not only, I think another thing to realize is that if there's something that's deeply affecting you, realize that therapy not only helps you, but helps the people in your life, because you build these habits to be nicer to yourself, and when you're nicer to yourself, you're nicer to other people, and yeah, I just, it's a very beautiful thing, and I feel ridiculously uncomfortable talking about this. Again, I'll, I'll clarify, but I, I can't say that I regret therapy at all. It ends in about a month, and there's still a lot of work to do for me, but say la vie. Ew, say la vie. That sounds so cliche. I just wanted to say that out of impulse. Um, yeah. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Very casual. I'm going to barely, barely edit. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you all. I appreciate it. I also appreciate the people that keep responding and giving me ideas. Don't worry. I read all of the responses. Okay. Even if I don't respond. Um, I'll see you or I'll talk to you in the next one.